You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Strange Familiars. If you've seen something strange, if you've had contact with something weird, ghosts, Sasquatch, aliens, anything paranormal or strange, or if you know of a story you think we should be covering, go ahead and email us, strangefamiliarspodcast at gmail.com. We're always looking for new stories to cover. On this week's show, we will be talking with Joshua first and Brett a little bit later. Both of these are contact situations. I don't necessarily want to call them alien because I don't think they're space aliens, but they're definitely sort of contact with the other. In Joshua's case, it may be an abduction, or these may be out-of-body experiences, or maybe out-of-body abductions. It's pretty interesting, pretty intense experiences. Our patron show, second for the month of March, that we will be releasing later this week, is a follow-up. As we talk with Nick, he was on episode 67, the Thalians episode. Nick had some really intense, really strange experiences since that time, since we talked to him for that episode. So we have a follow-up with Nick and hear his new experiences in that patron episode as well, several people recently have asked me where I talk about my experiences because I reference my own abduction experiences, again, quote-unquote abduction experiences. 
I reference them somewhat regularly, and I don't remember where I've talked about them on Where Did the Road Go or Strange Familiars or other podcasts. So if you want to hear my experiences, I go over them again in the discussion with Nick on the Patreon episode, which again will be released this week as well. Without further ado, let's go ahead and get to my interview with Joshua. All right, we're talking with Josh, who has a number of strange experiences. Josh, where do you want to start? Do you want to kind of do, go chronologically, or um, how do you want to do it? I think maybe at least to start off, you know, start off with at least the earlier ones first, like the earliest ones I can remember, and then I think the the other ones can kind of some of them can get lumped together. I think, but yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll start out kind of chronologically. Sure. The first. The thing that I can remember weird happening was like I, I must have been five, I'm guessing, something like that. I just I was at my my dad's parents' house, so that side of the family, so those grandparents. And like I said, I've never slept walk ever in my life except for that night, as far as I know. I remember I went to bed in the back living room. But I, for some reason, woke up standing in the front room of the house, like a front sitting room, and there's a big mirror on the wall. And I come to looking directly into this mirror, and kind of what brought me out of it was a bright white flash. And I just remember like three silhouettes behind me. And as the flash went away, those silhouettes went away. And... I kind of like stood there like unable to do anything and then you know after a good 10 seconds or so like I regained function and just as a kid just kind of baffled so I ran as fast as I could through the house and back and jumped into my makeshift bed into that back room and threw the covers over my head and that was that night and you know, I did, and it was never something I thought very much of until, you know, the later experiences. Right. Yeah, I had a, a, a similar thing that I just, I wrote off as just a little kid dream until I started thinking about some of the other later experiences I had. Right. So, I like, you know, it wasn't anything, I never thought of it having really any importance at all, you know, until years down the road. As a kid, too, I kind of found my way, you know, interested somewhat in the, in the paranormal, too, and it didn't really have anything to do with that experience. I think kind of what got me into it was, I mean, as most kids do, especially back in the 80s, I was a huge fan of dinosaurs, loved dinosaurs, and that took me down the road to the Loch Ness Monster and other cryptids of that sort because that was the, the going theory at the time for everybody you know, that's what got me like into into the books and the, at the library and just kind of a little bit of knowledge about that subject, you know, at a young age. 
you know, and even at a young age too, I was reading just odd books for my age. Like I was always reading more adult books. I always like lean more to Poe, you know, before I was 12 years old and Dante and just, you know, books that I probably didn't understand at the time, but for some reason I was, I was always drawn more to that stuff rather than children's books. But nothing really happened as far as weird experience again until I was about 11 or 12 years old. And that was when I had my first UFO sighting. I don't have any preconceived notions of what it was. I still have no idea what it was. All it was was an odd light in the sky. So this time I was at my other grandparents' house, my mom's side of the family, and it was, I don't know, just after dusk. You know, it was just getting dark early into the night. And as uh, out in the front, kind of standing on the on the wood fence, and looking up at the sky, and I just noticed this brighter light in the sky, sitting low. You know, not it was out of place. You know, to the normal night sky and all the other stars. And I just stared at it and watched it, and it just sat there. And then all of a sudden, a smaller light comes out of the bigger one and kind of takes a orbit around it and followed by three more and they all orbited around the larger light and then all shot off in different directions and the in between seeing that and then them coming back is what has always kind of been off to me so there's probably a good 30 minutes that don't really make sense. In the same night, you mean? Right, right, right. Between me seeing the thing and then seeing it leave, the yeah, just that time frame, it seems like less real than the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. Because I know I was out there alone, but... After I watched the smaller lights shoot off into different directions, my memory tells me that my grandmother and the neighbor were out there talking, but that memory doesn't seem right, and I have no explanation for that at all. And then I go back into the house and get some water, and like all this, just it, it feels dreamy. The, just the memory seems way off. And the only thing that's clear is me being back out on the fence, watching the lights come back, basically in reverse order. They all come back, do their orbit around the larger light, merge back with it, and then the larger light just shot off straight up in the blink of an eye. Were these lights colored? No, they were white. All of them were white. Really just just looked like, you know... Same color as stars. The big one, it just looked like a really large star sitting in low in the sky and just definitely brighter and bigger than any planet or star I've ever seen. Is this like in the country, in the suburbs? This would be in Crown Point, Indiana, which is in northwest Indiana. For all intents and purposes, it's basically a suburb of Chicago. So, I mean, it's within a half hour from the city. 
Is there a lot of light pollution, or is the sky pretty dark there? There's lots of light pollution. So there's all kinds of steel mills up because it's really close to Lake Michigan. So there's all kinds of steel mills up there, and you know it. You know it's not country. So it was bright enough to see even amongst all the the light pollution and so forth. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so something low in the sky, so that means it should have been you know considerably bright. Right. You know, and I've never I've never seen anything that I can compare with it. Like ever, I've I've never even really heard any reports of other you know UFO witness reports of something similar. Yeah, I feel like there was one locally here that, and and I don't know if it was exactly the same, but where it was definitely little lights orbiting, a, you know, a, a bigger one. But I want to say those were colored too. It's been a while since I read the report. Yeah, yeah, I, I always keep my eye out, and like so far, I haven't come across anything too similar. Uh, so I'm always intrigued when I when I hear something. That, right. Well, I'll try to I'll try to find that report and see how similar it is. I could be completely. I think they were even saying that like they were shooting beams at each other, like the little one and the big one or something in this report, if I'm remembering correctly. Oh, okay. That kind of sounds like um my my dad. He lives in um like, uh, South Central Ohio near uh, near Serpent Mound. Oh yeah. His property actually borders Serpent Mound, oh, wow. so it's pretty it's pretty cool out there. And it's really dark and the light pollution and stuff like that with the uh, Right, Patterson close by, and then there's also a, um, a factory, I believe, that manufactures engines for the fighters. But they do um, tests and what do you call it, like mock mock fights, air fights, and mm-hmm. stuff. And what they do is they'd be flying over, and you'd see like the little green lasers coming from the from the fighters. Oh wow! Yeah, so that, that would be that was pretty cool to see that. But all that's all man-made stuff. Absolutely. So, you know. so do you feel like there was, for lack of a better word, missing time in there, that whole period of time where you said it's just kind of weird and dreamlike? Yeah, it's like so murky that and I, it's at least a half hour. I, you know, it could be more, it could be less. But, you know, I was so young and, you know, it happened so long ago. When you sort of had that second part of it, for for lack of a better word, where you were sitting outside again and, and they came back, was your grandmother and the neighbor out there at that time? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that's yeah, weird. No. Yeah, yeah, no, I was out there all by myself again. And, you know, and, like, even at the time, like, I knew what I saw, and I knew I had saw, saw something. And, you know, later on after that, I, you know, it wasn't too late, but I, I had friends that lived just a couple houses down. I even went down there and like contemplated telling them about it and just, you know, didn't, cause, you know, didn't want to get made fun of or, you know, if they hadn't seen it and I've had no, no shame about recounting it that at least that event to other people. I usually leave out the missing time and and murkiness, but I've relayed at least the, the sighting many times. People are pretty accepting of that. I mean, they they're usually like, "Wow, that's that's cool." Like, you know, they've never had any doubts that you know I wasn't telling them the truth or anything. So that was always comforting. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I, for some reason, I think UFOs are generally like I think people generally accept them because 
in their mind, it's maybe like one of the easiest of all the phenomena to write off. And just like, if you say you saw a UFO, they can go, oh, that's cool. And then they, in their mind, they can go, well, he doesn't know what he saw. He just knows he saw something, you know, and they right. can sort of write it off as I'm sure yeah. it was a weather balloon or whatever they, you know, they're imagining. Right. And even in my own mind, I, I do that. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what I saw. It, it could have been anything that I don't. I don't believe that it was alien craft or anything nuts and bolts. I, you know, it could have been some sort of aerial phenomenon we're not familiar with, something natural. You know, I I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, and I think the, the other thing is the further you get away from things, you start going, well, maybe it wasn't as weird as I'm remembering it, you know. Uh, right. I, I've done that several times where I was like, I don't, you know, I, maybe it's not that weird. I don't yeah. know. And it was and it wasn't until things got really weird that I was like, well, maybe it was weirder than I thought it was. <laughs> right, yeah, it's when you start looking back. Yeah. So let's head towards that, I guess, or is there something in Yeah, between? and there's, you know, and that was the two things that happened really, like, in my younger days. I didn't really have anything happen again until my early 20s, and that was my next UFO sighting, and I actually had two people with me at the time so that was that was cool too <laughs> so they saw it as well right that's always no. good that's 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 my favorite when there's somebody there to check me like are you seeing that too right and that that's pretty much how it went down too um that was me and my my friend wayne and dave and we were driving south down uh a road called broadway in maryville indiana and you know and it's a pretty built up strip with, you know, stores and, you know, shopping centers and this and that pretty much the whole, the whole way down. And so we're driving and I'm sitting in the back seat and I'm looking out the front window and I see a red light in the sky and it's dimming and getting brighter. It's not like completely turning off. They're more like a, like a tail light on a car. Like and hit the brakes, it gets bright and let off, and right. yeah. still let off enough bright. And at first, you know, I thought it was one of those you know towers that you see off on the sides of the roads, you know, with the red light blinking. So, like at first, I didn't think anything of it, but then I started thinking, there's no towers like that on this road unless they just built it, and I had no idea, but. They did not, and so I asked my friends, I said, hey, is there one of those towers with the red blinking lights on this road at all? And they're like, they look at each other, and they're like, no. And I said, well, what's that? <laughs> and so they looked at it, and we're all looking at it, and we're like, what is that? And then it, it as it was dimming, and then it got bright and stayed bright, and then it just zipped off, zipped off to the to the east, you're like, holy crap. And then it zipped back across the sky in front of us to the east. So we turned east to follow it, and we still see it. It's moving, slowed down a little bit, and it's moving. And then it just shot north, and it was gone. The one or two UFOs I saw, and one I'm I'm pretty sure it was an aerial phenomenon. I just I just haven't figured out how to explain it yet. It was like a, a, it was just a white light, looked like a star, and it was just bouncing up and down like uh, repeatedly. You know, as you looked up, it was it looked like it was going up and down an inch in the sky, but on the horizon line, just 
but rapid, rapidly, just bap, 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 bap. And, oh. and there were guys with me when I saw that. I feel like that's got to be something atmospheric or something. It was just too weird just to bounce. Like, it was like somebody bouncing a ball in place. But right. uh, just rapidly, just just up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. Hmm. And uh, like three of us saw it. We're both, we're all three looking at it, but I don't know what that is. I, I feel like that's somehow explainable. It just, it seems too weird to just be anything else. But the other one I saw when I was a kid, it, I never, I don't remember it shooting away or going away or anything. I don't even remember how I, <laughs> I was watching it outside. I don't remember how I got inside the house. Then I was watching it from the window inside the house, and then I don't remember stopping watching it. So, uh, but I kind of want to see them like shoot off real fast like that, like people uh, report. It's crazy, just because you know I've seen meteors, I've seen fighter jets, I've seen you know all kinds of different things, and to see that thing move like it did, I have nothing to to compare it to. Right, and that's what so many people say. They turn on a dime and they shoot off so fast that it's you know it's unlike anything man-made. Yes. And it's like I you know I try to come up with different thought experiments of what it's like. So like if it's a craft, maybe the the dimming and brightening is like it's building power. I still have no idea what it was. Just like zipped around like nothing I've ever seen. Right. You know, I've seen green meteors shoot across the sky, blue tinted. Never saw anything really red, you know, orange and white, and it definitely was not flares. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or swamp gas. Right. Yeah, or Venus. <laughs> so, did that lead into the experience where there's entities? I don't know if it directly led there, but what really triggered my memory with them and then began noticing them more consciously was I had a, a night terror, I suppose, and I've never, because this is one of those things that I've never had. I don't, I don't even generally have nightmares because I'm generally pretty aware that I'm dreaming and I wouldn't say that I'm a lucid dreamer or anything like that, but I usually have some sort of awareness that I'm in a dream and you know have some some semblance of control when I'm when I'm when I'm dreaming. Mm-hmm. So this it felt so much more like a memory than a dream, and and even like where I the location of where I was was near near a place that I lived. It was. Uh, in a park that was also near a cemetery and all the details were, were spot on. It wasn't like, you know, usually, I mean, with me anyways, talking to other people, when you're in a place you're familiar with in a dream, it's usually off. Something, something's off about it, but it's, it's more of like a feeling that you're in that place and it looks a little bit similar, but things are off. Right. Yeah. I'm in, I'm in my house, but it's my grandmother's kitchen in, in the right. house for some reason yeah, yeah yeah so but this every every detail was perfect and immaculate and i'm walking through it and once again i see a big white light and i look at it and i assumed it was a <clears throat> you know just a street light and then 
it moved and it stopped above me. And that's when I started screaming and I felt fear and terror like I have never felt ever in my entire life. It is indescribable fear that I felt. I just, <laughs> I don't even know. It must be what, maybe what a fish feels when you pull it out of the water on, on a fishing line. You know, is that sort of just primal fear. Right. And apparently I just woke up screaming in terror with uh, Jen, my fiance, next to me. She was uh, shaking me awake and, you know, asked me, what, you know, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's going on? And, like, I didn't even, I couldn't even talk about it at first. I just, I couldn't even deal with how it felt. Like, the fact that I don't ever recall feeling that way ever in my life and that it felt so real. So I kind of, you know, just lived with it, like, okay, it was a dream, it's just night terror, no big deal. This is all pretty recent, like, two years ago. So it was probably about a month later. And this was the first, like, me being able to be aware of the entities. And I'm in bed, we're both in bed, and all of a sudden, there they are at the foot of bed, three of them, and I don't even know, it's so hard to describe them, because <laughs> you can cop out and say, you know, similar to what people describe the greys as, but it's not, that's not quite right. I mean... The skin is definitely of a grayish color, and I don't a similar sh similar shape to the head and bodies. I mean, they're they're slender. The heads are a bit larger. I mean, but <laughs> I just don't. It's so hard. It's like not having a frame of reference for something like that. Recall in the brain is not there. Like. Somebody says, describe an elephant. You know, I, I can do that. But there's nothing that looks like these things, so my brain can't even process what they look like properly. So the closest thing I can say is, like, you know, they're like the grays-ish. The eyes weren't quite as gigantic as, you know, they are usually portrayed they were clothed. I, I do recall that. And there's more about a red and yellow sort of shirt, kind of, I don't know, like a robe, tunicish. <laughs> so hard. They were wearing a, a shirt and a tunic, or the shirt was kind of tunicish? Yeah, I get it. The shirt is kind of tunicish. I mean, it's so. I would probably have to try to draw it out, even though I'm not the best, the best artist. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was long. I mean, they weren't. They were sort of tight, but as it goes down, it's not form fitting. Like I said, the skin color is definitely gray. The eyes are are larger. So 
But what I did, when, like once I saw them and realized they were there, I sat up and just took a haymaker <laughs> at them. I, and, I did the same thing. And so, and what I said was, you're not going to take her. And my fist stopped short, like, and they just kind of waved it away, like, as if it was nothing, and said, we're not here for her. And I said, oh. And then I just remember falling back down into the bed. And to sleep, essentially. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no more, no more memory after that. I don't. I mean, I, I have a very, very similar thing with mine, but I didn't during the whatever they were doing. I didn't, I didn't have the ability to throw a punch. It was, I woke up throwing a punch. Right, and then, then that's really what it was with me. Like as soon as like I was sort of conscious and saw something those three things at the foot of the bed like that was it was just instinctual sat up throwing a punch that's crazy so their eyes do they look solid black yes just not as big like not the huge almond shapes that that people draw right Uh, yeah not these huge novelty size eyes that (laughs) right you see most often there were three of them and were they each wearing a different color? Um, there were two in like red and yellow, and one in blue and yellow. And, like not so much a yellow, but more like gold. Were they the same height? Yes, all three of them. Were, were they normal human height or shorter? I would say like about six foot tall, like but very, very like a like body wise emaciated looking. Those are probably taller than than the ones I saw. So I don't know much about I'm just, you know, I'm just kind of putting a guesstimate on, on the height. Right, right, just, right. You know, I'm laying down, you know, looking up at them. So it... I know they talk about tall grays, but I know very little about them, as, you know, as far as what, right. they're, what they're supposed to look like or, or how, they, how, how they differ. Right. And I don't necessarily, you know, I'm not going to go out and say oh yeah that's what they definitely are tall grades i mean that's just sort of the best sort of comparison i I can make without trying to see something similar you know until i see something that looks more similar you know that's kind of the comparison i have to go with for me the one of the most upsetting things was the fact that i kept falling back asleep against my will so I, I right in my experience the specific one I'm talking about I woke up I want to say three or four different times and I kept going back back to sleep and I mean very obviously it seemed like something was just putting me to sleep like like because there's no way you should sleep through this right right I mean is that the feeling you got just like you were just put to sleep yeah oh absolutely like you don't you just don't wake up throwing punches and just plop back asleep there there's no way i mean you know if your adrenaline's going to the point where you're shooting straight up out of bed throwing a punch like there's no way you're going right back to sleep right wow. so yeah you know it definitely felt like you i was put back to sleep yeah that's the one of the most disturbing things i mean the, yeah the whole thing's disturbing but that to me is like where you don't it's like they i didn't have a choice they're like, nope, you're out, you know. Yep. 
yeah, there's no choice in it at all. And the other thing that disturbs me is it's more disturbing looking back on it than during the experience. Like, it's like they keep me in in this awkward state of um, comfortable, but not comfortable with what's happening. But I'm not truly uncomfortable with it until I'm thinking about it after the fact. Mm-hmm. So that's that's really bothering. Yeah, I just I don't I don't remember being con- I just remember being very angry, like the, the angriest I'd ever been in my life. I was very yeah. very angry. But it's but I I can't I can't express it is what is the thing. Mm-hmm. Is, is I guess is what I'm trying to say. It's not it's not comfortable, but. There's just sort of an acceptance, I guess. <laughs> like, you're confused and angry, but there's absolutely nothing to be done. I don't know. I guess I've never referred to it as an abduction experience because there's a whole lot of it that doesn't mesh up with the standard abduction tale that you see on documentaries and, right. and whatnot. It's just weird. <laughs> and, and I have to say, the the people that I've talked to that have experienced it, none of them match up with the standard abduction tale you see. You know what I mean? They're, they're all, like, slightly off and slightly different and maybe, yeah. like, individualized for whatever reason, you know? Yeah, and those, and those are the ones where I'm like, okay, like, I, I believe this guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's like when I see the kind of the standard, you know, 90s, alien abduction tale I'm like I, I don't know about that it's just I mean it's obviously not my experience but so well at least we can say that there's a bigger chance that it's something they read somewhere and I'm not even saying they're making it up maybe maybe it was a dream right. for them or maybe it you know maybe they internalized it you know or maybe I you know I don't I, I don't want to cast doubt on it but but you can definitely say that you know they certainly could have been influenced by by media right right where these other ones, sometimes they get so weird. You're like, no one's, you know, no one's got this from a book or anything. It's just bizarre. The one, yeah. did you hear the one we had with the three entities, the the Falians episode? I did. Yes. Yeah, yep. I mean that that was just so bizarre. Like the stuff he's talking right. about is, is so wacky that it's like you know, it's not your typical you know. Yeah. No. Not, yeah. Not at all. So was, did you have recurring events with these? Things. Yes, and after that one, there was a there was a time I woke up and went to the window. I looked out the window, and there they were, the three of them, in the grass. And I remember going through the window, not opening the window or anything like that, just going through the window towards them and then that's the last thing I remember wow but yeah but they were there outside clear as day did you see anything else any any craft or anything with them or just the three entities not on that occasion but there was um, one we had uh, we had moved to a different apartment uh, we were on a third floor now and in bed and I wake up in a fright and I didn't see the entities this time but 
when I felt like I just got put back. Like, like I just, for some reason, wasn't in my bed, and then I was in my bed, even though I had went to bed. Mm-hmm. But it, like I said, it just felt like I was put back, and then, like, woke up slightly, like, terrified and discombobulated, and I looked out the window, and above, the building was L-shaped, and the window looked at the other L side of the building, and above the roof, there was a red light. And so it obviously caught my attention, and I watched it, and it sat there for a bit, and then just took off and disappeared. Did it look anything like the other red light you saw way back? It, it did look similar, but it, it was just, you know, it didn't, it didn't dim or brighten. It was just a bright red light and then took off, but it did look very similar. Wow. Are those the only times or do you have more? One other time I, I can definitely refer to it as a, as a dream experience, but it seemed like more than a dream. I've got at least one of those myself. <laughs> and the the first time uh, like this had, and it was sequential two nights in a row the first night it was a guided trip like an entity came to me in a dream and it took the form of my grandfather like i you know i knew it wasn't my grandfather i knew it was this other thing in the dream and it knew so but it took that form to comfort me and it told me so and it just kind of took me around this dream realm I guess it just kind of showed me around this place it, it was I don't know I mean it it just there was trees and forests and and we were we were driving like at least to me it seemed like we were in some sort of vehicle I, I don't know what kind <laughs> but it was just kind of showing me like this is where I'm from this is where you go and is taking me back and I asked you know do do I have to go back and I said yes I have to take you back and said, you know and it was okay and I woke up the next day and I was like, well, that was weird. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. 
so you had a sort of an ongoing conversation through this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't too in depth. It was just, you know, kind of showing me around this place. I mean, at least I can't remember a whole lot, but yeah, this is, told me this is where we this is where we take you this is where you go and <laughs> that's you know, uh, kind of showing me around um <laughs> no i just uh, i i had a very similar uh thing where i woke up in a desert um but that's interesting that he said to you like this is where we take you it's similar enough to, that it sort of gave me chills there. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. One oh, question, no. though, when you said like the, it was an entity appearing as your grandfather, did you get the impression that it was it was one of the entities you had seen appearing as your grandfather? Yeah, like okay. definitely. If not one of the three of you know of the same, whatever they are. Right. Right. Gotcha. And then there was a subsequent dream on the next night. Yes. So the the next night, and I fall asleep. And I wake up in my bed, and I get out of bed, and I feel like I am supposed to go down this corridor. And so I go down this corridor, and in the room at the end of the corridor is like a dormitory. And there's all these other people like me in different bunks waiting and they're just kind of hanging out waiting and I'm there and it feels like I spent at least 24 hours there because I hung out with the other people there got myself a bunk and even went to sleep there within this dream and so then, and then I was woken up and then taken from the dorm part through a door into this other large building and rooms and it was very cathedral-esque but a bit more modern cathedral like high high ceilings large doors so as i walk in there basically everything in there is these entities i've been seeing and they're just everywhere and they're all wearing the same outfits that the entities I've seen were wearing. Some were taller, some were shorter. Some had the grayer skin. Some had very much darker complexions. But they were all of the same kind of thing. And they gave me kind of free roam to walk around and except there was a there were a pair of doors that I was not allowed to go through. And I was allowed to go down these stairs where there were more people that I assumed were humans all kind of being shown around this place and having an explanation given to almost like they had like a tour guide talking to a group of people and this just all made completely no sense to me and completely just (laughs) weirded me out and like at a certain point like I just had enough and went back up the stairs 
down the corridor back into the through the dormitory and back down the other corridor and back to my bed. It's sort of like your bedroom or your apartment, for lack of a better word, kind of opened up into this other facility. Right. Wow. <laughs> when they were sort of talking or giving the guided tours or whatever, they're speaking with their mouth? I I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I didn't... You know, that wasn't even something that occurred to me. Right, like, yeah. I yeah. knew I could, and because of the dreamlike nature of it, you know, I don't know if I was hearing it in my head or with my ears. Right, yeah, yeah. Was there a fear, a fear response when you saw all these things, or was it sort of dampened? Like, a little bit of just awe and curiosity and fear at the same time. About how many other people, I mean, just a rough guess, would you say were there, human people? Um, there were at least eight in the dormitory section, and then about 20 when I uh, went down the stairs into the big open part where the one was leading the big group of people. And I, I mean, this is just a, a wacky question, but you know, the humans you would talk to in the dormitory area—if you ran into one, one of the ones you talked to on the street—would you, you think you'd recognize them? I I don't think so. One of them maybe, but it's just such a a weird experience. Like what I think would be awesome is if I were just kind of. Somehow this got casually brought up <laughs> in conversation, and somebody was like, the same thing happened to me. And right. then it would be fantastic if I recognized him from that. that right. Would, uh, my mind would be completely blown, and my reality would be turned upside down. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's so weird. Do you remember what their voices sounded like? Do they, do they just sound, you know, human? Yeah, I, I mean, but like a slightly, there's like less emotion mm -hmm. to their speech. You know, it was quite robotic, but it wasn't, it definitely wasn't human. Yeah, I, th I think I would describe it similarly. And that they only said that one sentence. That's the only thing I ever remember hearing the other time when they were beside my yes. bed doing something. They, it's like they didn't speak because I just remembered like I couldn't speak either. I was again, I was like paralyzed, but yeah. I remember like screaming in my head like you can't yeah. do this or you don't have the right or or, you know, whatever yeah. it was. And I I remember them. I don't remember them specifically saying we do have the right or anything like that. Whatever it was, it was just this this feeling in my head of them just brushing it off like pff, it was yeah. nothing to them like my protest. That when I took the swing at him, I mean, that is exactly how it was. Like every, everything I said, every, you know, what I heard from them all just sounded like it was in, in my head. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, the message really seems to be we're in control mm -hmm. and we can do what we want. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Even, even on that kind of got that guided trip. Dream. I mean, that was 
you know, I felt that same message. Yeah. Yeah, man, that is really weird. I'm very interested in the things they say and the way they say them. Um, yeah. It's, I don't know. It's so, it's so blunt and matter of fact and there's no like there's no debating no debating it <laughs> yeah yeah i mean for at least with the the the, the gray things it's just yeah. like you said it's they're not robotic but it's they're almost like automatons or something there's yeah. there's no emotion there yeah no no emotion no empathy yeah no. <laughs> so these experiences happened up until couple years ago or that would have been probably one of the most recent a about a month ago i did have a very vivid vivid dream where i was in a big dining hall and the entities there's one setting out food all this all this food different kinds cakes you know meat turkey potatoes just anything you can think of this big huge table and they were setting it and placing all this food down there and uh, suddenly in the dream like where just because i've been looking into other avenues you know and i remember a little bit of fairy lore like don't don't eat or drink anything right and like that thought crossed my mind and i was like oh (laughs) and so i've like forced myself to wake up and this was the first time this had happened. When I woke up, I woke up to being asleep. <laughs> like, so then I had to force myself really awake. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. So you were con- you were conscious that you were asleep. Mm-hmm. In other words, when when you came out of that, yeah, that's so weird. Yeah, I came out of it, and I it looked like I had woke up where I was, but I somehow knew that, wait, I'm not awake yet. <laughs> right. So I had to force myself awake a second time. Do you think things are happening more than you remember? I get that feeling. Mm-hmm. I can't say for sure, but I definitely get that feeling. Yeah, I, I certainly did at the time where it was at its most intense. I remember thinking, like, I think things are going on. I don't know if nightly. I don't know how often, but I knew I seemed to be getting bits and pieces. And that's yeah. That. Yeah, definitely with with the the bright light night terror, I, that was when I kind of started thinking, okay, that definitely felt more like a memory. Mm-hmm. So how long had these things been going on that I'm not aware of. And like with that too, even just to confirm, cause like I described everything in detail to Jen and then I took her to where it happened and she was pretty amazed that like everything was as I had described. Hmm. And she was like, yeah, that was probably a memory and not a dream. The other question is what is your, day to day like do you, do you have a a steady you know normal job or is your life kind of crazy or your schedule kind of wacky well, or well it's now it's kind of wacky because we kind of just decided you know we had both always just 
kind of wanted to get out of Northwest Indiana and just been talking about it for so long and we just kept making excuses of, you know, why we should stay and this and that. And as of early December, we just decided we're just going to cut ties and go. So we, we headed west and we're just kind of doing the gypsy lifestyle and kind of taking subcontractor jobs, you know, odd jobs and just kind of seeing where it's going to take us. Right, right. I've, I've always been pulled out here to Colorado for some reason or another. I haven't figured out why yet, but, but now we're out here. So it's kind of seeing how it goes. And you feel like the, the phenomenon has followed you? Uh, yeah. 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 So that, that, uh, <laughs> that, uh, dining room dream was only happened about a month ago. Okay. So. Yeah. So Jeff Ritzman, I don't know if you've ever heard him on Where Did the Road Go? He's, uh, I did. And that was one of the times where I was like, this is, <laughs> I can relate to this. <laughs> yeah. And, and Jeff's one of the guys I trust the most when it comes to this stuff. And, he was talking to Josh and I about the, the fellow we had on for the uh, Nick, who we had on for the Failings episode. And mm-hmm. he was saying th- that apartments are actually more common for this kind of stuff to happen in than houses. And it's oh, wow. it's one of the things that people don't talk about as much because, you know, the idea is that, you know, you're either, if it's ghostly stuff, you're in a haunted house or you're out in some rural property where the the spaceships can come get you or whatever and not be seen. But, but he said, no, it's, it's actually more common in apartments. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. I'd say the fact that you have a non-traditional schedule and I think that would be very interesting to Jeff as well. Mm-hmm. That's like what I call in my head. Like that's a Jeff question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've definitely, you know, I've often heard, you know, people ask like, you know, what, what, you know, is your lifestyle sort of chaotic, you know, when it comes to that, and, you know, in regards to having these experiences, and, you know, there are just weird, weird things that go along with it. Yeah. I had put a sound activated recorder under my bed when it was the most active. And I, I uh, regretfully now I threw away the tape because I couldn't, I couldn't bear to listen to it. Oh, would that be something you'd be open to doing? Um, I, I would, I mean, and I've thought about it and, and then I like, then I think about it and I'm like, man, do I really want to know for sure? <laughs> yeah. That, well, that's the thing. I, it was horrified. I didn't even listen to the whole tape. I did it for about a week and I was like, I just took the tape and threw it away. I was like, no, I can't. I can't. You know, I've, I've said it before. I'd love to have that tape now for the podcast. I, you know, be fantastic. Right. Yeah. I'd be very interested in it now, but at the time in no way could I handle it. I, I just, and the reason I say a sound recorder is I think all this stuff, for some reason, we're allowed to record sound video not video <laughs> yeah for whatever reason we don't we don't get video we don't get photos at least not clear ones we don't get the video mm-hmm. we, for whatever reason we're allowed to record sound now what you get what i got was a i didn't get anything you know clear voices or anything other than my own saying no i got a bunch of electronic beeps and bloops and stuff sounding like a 
8-bit kind of video game almost. And then oh, just, wow. And then me saying no, no, no a lot. So it was very freaky. I, d- I did not like it. <laughs> it is creepy. Yeah. And, yeah, like, and we've, we've talked about it, Jen and I, and I think she's even, like, <laughs> wouldn't want to hear something like that. And But then I remind her that, hey, they're not here for you. <laughs> I mean, that's. I, I'm not laughing at it. I mean, it's just. It's so bizarre. It's. I mean, yeah, it's, 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 the absurdity of it. Yeah, yeah. It's. What are her feelings then? Does she think this is like a sleep paralysis thing, or does she think you're experiencing something? You know, um, some kind of entity presence, or what? She definitely thinks that I'm experiencing something, but it's definitely not. You know. She definitely doesn't lean more towards the sleep paralysis. Mm-hmm. It's just, <laughs> it does uh, freak her out to a point. Mm-hmm. Other than so. you, you know, waking up screaming and all those horrible things, has she ever noticed anything? Yes. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. She'd have to fill me in a little bit. Waking up to you talking to that thing on the edge of the bed? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Apparently, yeah, she is woken up to me talking to them oh really yes and but they're not like she can't see them no she cannot see them wow wow that's intense yeah like stuff like that she tends to keep to herself more than <laughs> more than I hold back yeah yeah wow that's amazing that's chilling, yeah. really. I mean, I had another. I don't. I don't even know what to call it. It's just this very intense. Like, I feel like it was a contact dream recently, and it it felt like it was tailored to me. Like, like it really felt like like the whole thing was just tailored to me. Like the whole experience. It was like a almost like a play put on for me. Right. And you wonder if something like, oh, it's just so bizarre, the whole thing. I'm, I don't know. I just, I don't know what to make of it all. You know, it's just so weird. Most of my dreams feel like that. Like, when I, like, swap dream stories with other people, like, they're like, wow, your dreams are really weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you're like, they're usually, like, in this odd, like, more apocalyptic landscape and just weird things are happening. It's almost like it's a training ground and I go through these like survival scenarios and like that's more often than not like on average that's what I dream about. And like I'm not I'm not a prepper. That's not something I think about in my day-to-day life. It's the furthest thing from my mind. So it's odd that I have those dreams. One thing that I, I had heard um, while listening to some shows was um, they talk about the Oz effect. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that that happened to me when I was down at my dad in the woods after dark. And I had I had traversed these woods during the day and at night many times. And, um, and I went down. I was probably maybe in 50 yards from the house and it, it goes back in the trees and then it drops down this little hill ravine down to a creek and I was down the hill and then all of a sudden 
the noises of the forest stopped, and it got darker than dark. And as kind of surrounded by a silver fog, and I didn't know what to do. I there's definitely a fear response, and I just I just froze. Like I knew I shouldn't move at all, go forward, backwards, anywhere. I just kind of turned a circle in the same spot and just stood there and sort of waited for it to pass. And then once I could sort of tell where I was again, I beeline right up the hill back into the house. Was it unnaturally silver or just sort of a normal fog that looked silver in the moonlight? Definitely not your normal fog. And that is right on in the Serpent Mound area. Mm-hmm. It's that his property borders that. Um, other than that, though, that is probably one of the places that like I feel the safest. Like I don't, I don't feel like they've ever, they've ever had an entity experience there. There's something about just that, that space, that area. It feels like there's a protection there. That's interesting. And I don't know if it has anything to do with with the mound or any sort of history of the area. It's also, that area was an impact crater. So I don't know if it has anything to do with the geology. You know, who knows? Right, yeah. So what do you think these things are? Do you think they, I mean, just, and I don't know is a valid answer, but if you had to say, they're fairies, they're aliens, they're what? What's your best guess? I mean, the best description so far that I've I've come across is is the fairy lore. Who knows, you know what what they are? You know, that's just what some culture ascribe ascribe to those these beings. You know, whether it's uh, they're interdimensional or just a part of this reality that we can't perceive. You know, I I don't know, but I tend to lean more towards those two things than extraterrestrial or like that because I've just, over the years, the flesh and blood, nuts and bolts, ET explanations, I've just moved further and further away from. Yeah, and and, I mean, and the experiences are so bizarre like i just can't believe first of all i don't think we're that interesting where someone's going to come however many late years you know just to take a look at us yeah and and yeah no and and if they did they would maybe come stick around for just a little bit and then take off and go about their business right yeah yeah yeah. not that interesting for us to stick around for thousands of years right and they're certainly not going to come here and like uh, let's prepare this guy and and you know 20 other people a meal <laughs> you know it's yeah it's like so bizarre like the, the stuff is just so weird and yeah i mean i don't know if fairy is an explanation i think it's just a you know it's another name like you were saying for the same thing whatever it is but it certainly yeah. matches up better with that than with the idea of that you know them being space aliens which i've never been comfortable with yeah no it just doesn't work in my head. Uh, it it feels like these things have always been here, you know, yeah. and they've and always just, been with us. And and maybe they put on different costumes, but it mm-hmm. seems, seems like they're always there. Just the absurdity of the phenomena is, you know, for it to be 
creatures similar to us traversing the the galaxy like it's just way too absurd for for that explanation yeah yeah i mean like if they really were here just like mining our whatever resources they needed and stuff that that would make a lot more sense than like we're gonna come and like weird these people out with some crazy weird experiences you know we're gonna yeah just wacky stuff we're gonna drive them around and and show them trees and tell them this is where we take you you know right you know like what is it's like there's no point to that i guess there's a point to it there's some point to it but not when you you know if you think they're aliens there's no point to it yeah i i don't know i'm sure i try not to try not to think about whether you know what why me or what the point is because if i do that i'll just drive myself crazy <laughs> yeah yeah i get that too well thanks so much for sharing your stories i mean they intense stuff yeah it, it feels good to get them like off my chest and kind of out there <laughs> yeah yeah and i mean i i don't know whether to say i hope you don't have more or if they're all pleasant from here on you know i mean it's that weird kind of thing where uh you know, having experienced it myself, there's sometimes where I'm like, I don't, I don't think I, I'd, I'd trade those experiences. I'm, you know, I'm sort of, sort right. of happy. No, I, I wouldn't. I had them. I don't think I would give them back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I don't, I don't know if I want any more. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know my, I don't know. Sometimes my curiosity is greater than my want for it to not happen. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there, but. Well, maybe at some point we can do an update if you if you have any more. I'd I'd love to hear. Uh, you keep you, keep us posted. Definitely keep in touch. Awesome. Well, thank you, Josh. All right. Thanks, Tim. Strange Familiars is brought to you by our patrons. If you'd like to help us continue to make Strange Familiars and get extra content to boot, please consider becoming a patron at Patreon. That's patreon.com slash strangefamiliars. Just $3 a month will get you extra shows. We do at least one extra show for our patrons every month. Lately, we've been doing two or three. But we do promise one full extra episode of Strange Familiars for our patrons. There are other levels of support there as well. If you want to go on a little higher level, you can get stuff like t-shirts, stickers, patches, and more. Go ahead and check it out at patreon.com slash strangefamiliars. If you don't like the idea of a subscription, you can always make a one-time donation. We have a paypal.me link in our show notes at strangefamiliars.com. You can find that there. And a free way you could help helps us out a lot is to leave a good five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that's iTunes, Stitchers, or wherever. Now we're going to go to Brett from Lost River Legends, who talks about a bit of contact he had right when his podcast started talking about switching over from uh, kind of covering Sasquatch to covering some UFO phenomena.
And we're talking with Brett from Lost River Legends, who's going to talk about a a couple of, uh, I guess, UFO-type experiences or alien-type experiences. What would you classify it? Yeah, so, you know, it, it happened happened last month. We're in March right now, and it happened last month. And uh, you mentioned we we do Lost River Legends, my friend and I, James. And which is we, a, which we, is a great podcast. Where can they find you? We'll, we'll just yeah, so, go off on a little sidetrack yeah. here and introduce that. Sure. So we're on iTunes. Uh, we're on Spotify, Podbean, YouTube. We're on pretty much every every major uh, podcasting platform. Uh, just type in Lost River Legends or go to LostRiverLegends.com, and uh, you'll be able to find all our shows and links. And there's a list of there's a carousel that we have of all the links for different podcasting platforms that we uh, publish on so uh, it should be pretty easy for people to find but yeah we've been we've been at it for six months now i think we just completed episode 17 or 18 we're just moving right along we started out doing mostly bigfoot stuff but you i think you branched out right we we did we did and that kind of leads into the discussion for tonight is uh when we did lost river legends our our idea was to explore unexplained mysteries specifically in eastern Idaho where we're from and that quickly branched out to obviously other states and other parts of the world and but yeah we, we basically covered Bigfoot for the first several shows and we even had you on Timothy we had you on on one of our shows as a, as a guest and then we started to branch out because we felt you know we we have all these different topics that we want to talk about and uh it seems like there's always a connection with Bigfoot and UFOs and and all these paranormal happenings. It seems like they're all interconnected or at least touching in some way. And so we 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 made a shift the first part of February. Uh, we made a shift and said, hey, this is what we're going to be doing. We're moving away from Bigfoot for a while. And we're going to be primarily focusing on UFOs and aliens and just different paranormal things in that uh, world. And that kind of led to a situation, um, an experience that I had, uh, it was actually one week after we had that announcement is when I had my experience. That's, and that's feels like more than a coincidence. Uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it, it does. And you know, it, it was interesting because in the, in the interview, in that podcast, in that episode, then we said, you know, we don't know what aliens are. Uh, we don't know what UFOs are. We don't know what their intent is. Uh, we don't know if they're if they're nefarious, if they're if they're good, if they're bad. We we don't know. But you know, we're going to drive towards these topics, and we're going to experience as many guests that we could get on to see what they think. You know, we, we've obviously both James and I we've researched the topic. Uh, we've talked about it. We've listen to different shows. We've had different, um, our own different experiences. You know, I'm 40 right now. And this is some of these experiences we had were, you know, 20 years ago that kind of made us question, you know, the world around us a little bit and, and really gave us pause to think about uh, different things that are happening. So in this podcast, we're shifting gears to UFOs. And I, I remember going back to listen to that podcast. Uh, it's, it's been a few weeks, but I remember specifically, I was like, are they good? Or are they bad? Why are they here? If if they're real, why are they here? What are they doing? And so these questions were just percolating in my mind, and even more so than they had before. And interestingly enough, it was 
the second week in February, it was a Friday night. I don't know. I'll just kind of go right into my experience. Sure. Uh, yeah. And so it was Friday night. I wake up. It's about, I would say, I don't know, two or three in the morning. And I, I'm just, you know, people talk about sleep paralysis and, and this impending fear that overcomes them and they just can't move and they're just really locked into the moment and in a, in a terrible moment. And that's what I was experiencing. And it scared the crap out of me because I've never had anything like that happen to me to where I couldn't move because I was just so fearful of whatever was happening. Um, it was really hard to explain. So I'm kind of looking around the room. I can look around the room and I don't see anyone. My look, I look over my wife is sleeping yeah, so it was, I was kind of in this moment for a minute. And then not, after I kind of woke up and got my wits about me, still couldn't move, was still in a in a very fearful state. I had this voice enter my mind, and it, it was a voice, it was not a thought. And the voice said, if you want to know the truth, then you need to give us permission and I'm going, give who permission? Give what permission? And I'm just, these questions are just circling in my mind, and I'm just, I'm freaking out. And then it came, it kind of dawned on me, like, look, this is, this is an answer to the questions you've had. And in that same moment, I felt like there was something not in my house, but in the vicinity of my house, like it wasn't inside my house. And uh, it was terrifying because I felt like there was several of these, uh, whatever you want to call them, we'll call them aliens, beings, demons, uh, whatever you want to throw at it. I felt trapped. I felt cornered. I felt like this was a deliberate event that was happening in my life, happening at me, directed at me. And anyway, I, I just about lost it. And, and a few minutes later, kind of calmed my fears, and I was kind of alleviated of that fear and had the sense of more kind of peace and protection. You know, and I, I'm a religious guy. I, I've, I've grown up in a, in, a, in a Christian church my whole life. You know, I believe in God. I believe that He... Uh, protects his people, his his followers, his believers. I believe he protects all his children. And uh, I kind of felt like there was this, like, look, you're okay. You know, I got you. This thing is over. But I honestly felt like I had an answer. It wasn't an answer how I intended. It wasn't something I was really actively seeking out to have an experience like this to confirm anything like that to me. But had a heck of a time going back to sleep. I was able to move again, and I kind of in a sweat, kind of in a cold sweat, and just kind of in a daze a little bit. And uh, I, I sat up on my bed, and I looked around, and obviously there was no one or nothing in my room, and had the, had the balls, I guess, if you want to say it, to walk around my house a little bit. But that was kind of my experience. And, I, I you know, it wasn't a – I didn't see anything. I didn't have any – 
nothing touched me or anything like that. And so I think some people might think, well, it's kind of hard to confirm if that's a real situation or not. But, you know, it is what it was to me. And uh, it was confirming enough that it was it was almost like a deliberate attack on me. I have to say that it it affected you enough where right after you you know it happened, you told me about it. And I said, come on the show and tell me. And we made plans. And then you canceled because you're like, no, it's too this is too heavy, you know. Yep. You uh, did, yeah. And we were we were chatting and you said, Hey, if if we go after this, I remember this conversation clearly. I remember you said, Look, if we go after this and we talk about it, it's gonna it is gonna mess you up. Um and it's gonna be really hard and I'm going, Okay, you know, and it was it's still pretty fresh in my mind and I, I hadn't really I don't know. I, it was kind of, I mean, like, it's kind of more like just be ready for what could, you know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's, you know, yeah. it's not a guarantee, but be ready because it, sometimes when you look at it, it looks right back at you. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And I, I definitely felt that. I was having some, for a couple, three weeks, you know, after that happened, it was, you know, I missed some work. I didn't tell my wife. I didn't tell my kids. I told my, my buddy, James, that I do the podcast with. I told him the next morning and I said, dude, you have no idea what happened to me last night. And I told him and he was just like, <laughs> he could, he was beside himself because he's like, geez, am I next? And uh, I I was fully convinced and I, this sounds kind of crazy, but it, I was fully convinced that if I was like, yeah, I give you permission to enter my house or, or whatever, that the crap would have hit the fan in a very real way. But yeah, when, when we talked here, it was... And I, I felt really bad for for canceling, but man, I was in a I was in a pretty bad place and just digesting everything and and thinking everything through. And one thing that really kind of gives me pause to confirm that this actually happened is it was two weeks ago from last Friday. Um, my wife and I were on a date, and we had done some shopping, and we were talking. And I said, "Hey, I need to talk. I need to talk to you about something." And it was exactly two weeks before that this event happened. And I told her what happened, and I said, "You know, you're gonna see, you're gonna see, you think I'm crazy." But you know, she actually said, "You know what?" She says that exact same night. She says, "I I remember this vividly." She says, "I tried waking up and I couldn't." She says, "I was," and she used the word sleep paralysis. She says, I couldn't move. I was scared. Like, and that was the exact same, you know, we can't confirm the time. Right. But it was the same night that that happened. And I'm going, oh, crap. You know, and I'm like, I'm kind of worried because, you know, being the provider and the father of the home, I was like, geez, what did I, what did I open up here? And uh, can I handle this? It messed with me pretty bad. You said you felt like you got an answer, meaning like you didn't even have to agree to this, whatever it was. Yeah. You got your answer and, anyway. And yeah, was... and I felt like if I had said yes and I could move, and I this sounds kind of crazy, but I, I firmly believe, I, like I sensed, I sensed a presence around my house, like they were trying to get in my house. And then, you know, that's when the words came, you know, if, if you want to know the truth um, about us, then you need to give us permission. And uh, 
I don't know. But yeah, I felt like if I'd walked outside my house, I would have seen something. Mm-hmm. I would have seen something. I would have seen a craft, really. It was that like intense. It was that real. And uh, yeah, it was it was tough. It really was. You know, and I've never had anything like this happen to me. And so, you know, my senses were dialed to, you know, an, an 11 that night. And uh, it was, it was, it was a wild ride. One of the, the things I have difficulty explaining to people when I talk about my own quote unquote abduction events is that it's not like you're dreaming. It's almost more real than waking. It's that intense. There's nothing particularly dreamlike about it when it happens. So you, you know you're not dreaming in a sense. Yeah. It's, it's just really yep. hard to explain. Even though you're, you may be locked into, uh, into bed and not able to move, you know, there's nothing dreamlike about it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I just don't know what kind of correlation there is with, with other people that have had experiences like this. I mean, it seems like, I don't know, I'm like, why was I given a choice <laughs> to see something or to be taken or, or whatever would right. have happened? You my, know? I mean, my gut is that even if you'd have said yes, you wouldn't have been given real clear answers. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. You, you, you would have come away with a, with a stranger puzzle than, than you had Probably. before. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, who, who knows, you know? Yeah. And I, I just felt like, you know, if you, you know, and it's really hard for me to explain, but, you know, in the moment it was very clear, but, you know, I, I kind of had the feeling like, look, you want to know the answers, you know, this has been on your mind. You're, you're given an opportunity to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'm glad I didn't take it to be honest, because, you know, not taking it, I, you know, and having not seeing anything or not having any uh, weird experience being taken or abducted or whatever you call it. It's been hard enough and weird enough with just that uh, to deal with. And and most of it was like, why me? (laughs) I'm sure there's other people out there that are thinking the same thing. Sure. What's up with these things? What's, what's going on? And so, it felt very deliberate and very directed at me, and, and that was that that bothered me. That got in my head in, in a big way. Have you and, uh, ever experienced sleep paralysis before? I have not. I mean, I've read about it plenty of times. I've I've seen it portrayed in movies and documentaries, and I, I knew enough about it that people were obviously experiencing this thing. But yeah, I've never had anything like that happen before. And according to my wife, neither has she. Oh, that's wow. very interesting. Yep. Very, very interesting. And so, again, both of us having that the same night, you know, and she didn't have anything else, uh, any other experience other than that. She just was like, man, I can't move and I'm scared. And she ended up just kind of falling back to sleep in that state after everything kind of wound down on, on my side. But, yeah, it was it was intense. It was intense and it was it was pretty scary. To be honest, like after this happened and, you know, I I remember we had our scheduled interview and and I said, you know what, 
Timothy, I can't, I can't do this right now. I'm having a pretty hard time and things got really intense and it was mostly a mind game, mental and emotional, I guess, ramifications, repercussions after that. But I told my, I told my buddy that I do the, uh, I do the podcast with, I says, dude, I I don't know if I can do the podcast anymore. Like if we're going to be going in this direction, I was like, to heck with it. I, I, I don't know that I can do it because it's, it's messing with my head right now. And he was like, Oh, totally. Let's, let's just slow down. Let's you know get your legs under you again. And, and, and thankfully, you know, we're a little, almost a month after that had happened, you know, we're, we're okay. And we're still recording. We're still pursuing, uh, these topics. Uh, we have a whole bunch of guests lined up that, um, we're pretty excited about, but yeah, it was, it was that intense that it was, it was messing with me, um, in a big way. And it was affecting, affecting my ability to, to do the podcast and, and to work. Um, I, like I said, I took a couple of days off work and it was just, it, so it got in my consider, head. Would I say that again? I'm sorry. Did you continue pursuing the UFO uh, stuff? We did carefully, you know, I, mm-hmm. I didn't want to get into the really, you know, I, I think every topic has a deep, dark corner uh, that you can really go to. And I just said, you know, I'm not going to go there. Let's, let's kind of hit the surface a little bit, but we, we still have, we have several guests lined up and every single one of them is about UFOs um, and, and different things that have happened. And so, you know, it's kind of a, we're not getting super detailed. I don't know that I would be able to do an abduction one, um, at least for a while. I, I'm pretty logical in my thinking, but you know, when, when this happened, um, it, it just kind of took my, took the wind out of me a little bit and I, everything's normal. Everything's gotten back to back to normal. And I, I feel like for me, I feel like I have my answer a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, understanding that it's at least a real thing. And, uh, and, and all these people are not lying. All these people are, are having some really weird, strange things happening to them. Not that I really questioned them before, but now I'm I'm in their camp, right? <laughs> I'm, yeah, I, I'm yeah. in the camp of, of believers, I guess, if, if you want to put it that way. Well, I mean, it can really affect you when, when this stuff reaches out and taps you on your shoulder. And you're like, whoa. And uh, I mean, even if it's happened before, when it happens, it can it can throw you in a spin. Maybe my thoughts of, oh, what are these things? Let's let's do some let's do some episodes about it. It's not like they're out there listening, uh, you know what I mean? And they're like, hey, this this guy's it's on his mind. Let's let's go, let's go after this guy. Like I, I'm wondering if it's something else, and that's kind of what's bothered me is I don't know what that is, mm-hmm. and maybe it's just happenstance. Maybe it's all circumstantial. Who knows? But nonetheless, that was that was an aspect that really got into my mind. Yeah, well, it's like I've said, it's like the eye of Sauron, and you've just put on the one ring, and it just turns and looks at you, and it is a creepy, creepy feeling. Yep, yep. And I, you know, and and right after it happened, I mean, your name just kept popping in my head. You need <laughs> to call Timothy. You need to get a hold of him. You need to tell him about this. And you're the only other person besides my wife and James that I told. And I'm glad that you gave me the 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 information that you did and the help that you did because it really kind of prepared me for, I guess the next level of, you know, the emotional and the mental stuff that that came afterwards. It really, it helped me out. So I appreciate that. 
a lot because it it got me through that got me through that couple weeks that was uh pretty bad for me oh i i mean i'm happy i was any help at all (laughs) that's that's great to know i'm glad i'm glad well what do you have coming up on lost river legends oh let's see here as far as guests or topics yeah give us a preview so we have we just interviewed stan gordon Nice. Uh, he, he's out there in Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. I love Stan. And we, uh, let's see, Mary Joyce from Skyships over Cashiers. Um, we just had her on, and that episode's going live this week, probably Friday. And then we have a special uh, that we're pretty excited about is the, the Phoenix Lights from March of 1997, where without one of the largest mass sightings of a UFO um, Dr. Lynn Kitai, she's the, uh, what do you call it? A documentary on Amazon prime, uh, where she, she heads that up and, and does the investigation. She's been on MUFON before and, uh, she has this, uh, Phoenix lights network that she, that she's headed up. And, uh, so we're going to be interviewing her this Saturday and that will be launching next, next week on the 13th is kind of an anniversary uh, for the Phoenix Lights from 1997. So we have a whole bunch of others after that that are lined up. Um, so nice. we're pretty excited. That's um, awesome. We're we're really excited for the for the upcoming shows, and we've we've been graced by some awesome people and giving us their time and and letting us reach out and having them on our show. We can't thank them enough. Awesome. So what got you into this stuff originally? Um. The topics or with yeah, or yeah with just the weird, the weird stuff. I grew up in a home where we were, it was a movie home. We watched movies a lot and a lot of sci-fi and a lot of horror. And uh, from a very early age, I just have had this intense, I guess at times intense, interest in these topics. Um, I'm always questioning the world around me. And just to just to have a curious mind, and I just I just want to have I just want to find questions or answers to my questions, and uh, so you know I've had a, a you know I, I just related one of my experiences, but I've had some other experiences that have messed with me over the years. I've had a voice, an audible voice, speak to me. I've seen a shadow man, and uh, a couple other things, and so and and then then with this one. Um, I've had some pretty intense encounters and, uh, and that kind of gets in your blood a little bit. It becomes ingrained within, within you. And, and it really, it just gives you a lot of, I don't know what the right word is, but it has driven me, um, in, in my quest for finding truth, I guess is what I'm saying. And, um, having some of these experiences along the way is, has even made that more of a intense finding truth for me. Yeah. Yeah, oh, totally. Uh, you got time to tell us about the voice? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So it was in 2002. I was actually in Kentucky at the time. I was a I was a volunteer missionary for the church that I belonged to. And it was about eight o'clock, eight thirty at night. I was riding my my bike back to my apartment, and uh, I, I had this really, really sick feeling come over me not not physically sick but just just a very bad feeling come over me and you know the, the sun was down 
street lamps were on and I was riding through this neighborhood. One of the other missionaries that was with me, he was riding my tail. He was on my six, probably, I don't know, 20 or 30 feet back at least. And we're riding back to our apartment and I just had this really bad feeling come over me. And kind of out of the blue, I hear this male voice. It was not a nice voice, but it said my name. I could hear it out of me. I could hear it in my left ear. I mean, it was real enough that I could have swore I felt its breath. And it just said, Brett. Uh, and it just, it was just, it was just like that. And uh, I thought it was uh, the other missionary behind me. I thought it, he was riding up on me, but I turned around and he was even further back than he was before that happened. And it was actually interesting because a couple weeks later, I wake up. It was a kind of a similar experience to the one that I just shared, but I woke up in my apartment and I see this shadow man standing in my doorway staring at me. And I didn't have sleep paralysis. Um, I could move and I sat up and I was just like, what is going on? And I kind of thought after a while, I'm like, I wonder if this creature, whatever you want to call it, this being, I wonder if it's the same thing that called my name a couple weeks previous. And, uh, said a quick prayer, and it went away. And uh, just kind of went about my business the next day. It didn't bother me, which was <laughs> which was interesting. But I've always tied those two events as the same person, the same being or creature. Mm-hmm. Can you describe it, like how it looked? Yeah, so it filled the entire doorway. I could see its head. It was, it was almost touching the top of the, the door frame. Uh, shoulders. I could see hands. I could see fingers. It was just this mass of shadow. It wasn't wearing any clothes. I mean, I didn't see eyes or like detailed facial features. It was just kind of, I, I've seen, I've seen renderings online and there's a couple of them that, that kind of take me back because they're so accurate, but yeah, no facial features. It was just the outline of this really big, um, bulky body. And But you could tell, it was interesting because you could tell the head, even though there wasn't any facial features, you could tell that it was turned towards my bed that was in the corner of the room and, you know, obviously staring at me. That got to me for, I, I should say it, it got to me probably years after as I recalled, recalled that memory and kind of put two and two together that uh, I wonder if that voice and that thing were the same thing and if it like followed me <laughs> or something like that. These, uh, I guess John Keel called them, you know, bedroom invaders. I get so many stories of these and it's so interesting. Yeah. Of course we're the clearing house for flannel man, but I've been yep. getting, I've been getting multiple others as well because people were like, you know, Oh, you know, people wake up and saw flannel man. Well, I woke up and saw this thing, whatever it is. And, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what to say about them. I don't know what the purpose of these things are, you know, but people, yeah, people are yeah. waking up and they're there, these different entities. Yeah, it was very, it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't just a trick of shadow and, and, and light in my room. It wasn't the time of night or whatever. Like I was very familiar with the space. I was very familiar with the room that I stayed in, familiar with the apartment. You know, it was just... And I sit up and I see this thing and it was just, you know, I didn't feel frightened. I mean, I, I guess I was startled, but I didn't feel the fright and, and, 
and the intensity that I did with this most recent encounter. It was just more like this curiosity almost uh, about it. Like I said, I didn't feel threatened. I didn't, I could move. Um, so there wasn't any kind of power, I guess, that was, uh, that was overpowering me. Mm-hmm. In the, the most recent event, was there anything particular about the voice that you remember or? I don't. It, it was very clear. Um, it was very deliberate. It was very just matter of fact. And, and it was a male voice as well. But yeah, it wasn't anything like that stands out. Nothing. It wasn't like a deep, dark, scary voice. It was just like, hey, look, this is so I, I, I don't know how the those thoughts that are put into people's heads. I don't know how that works or how that translates into language, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. But but it, I mean, I definitely heard a voice. It was it was pretty crazy. Even after these events happen, as you pursue truth and, and your knowledge base increases and and you hear about different experiences and you, you have all these different uh, data points, that's where more questions come into play. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And it seems to just multiply and amplify. And uh, and I'm thinking, man, you know, five years from now, what am I going to be thinking about this uh, this this event that happened to me. Yeah. I, 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 I hope mean, I can get more answers, but I, I think there'll be more questions as they come along. I think that's the honest way to, to look at it though. And, and you have to, in my opinion, you, you have to be willing to, to live with the questions. Yeah. If, do you take any aspect of, of this? And you know, I love Bigfoot. I know you like Bigfoot. If we just take Bigfoot, I'm just, I'm just resigned to not knowing the answer. It's, you know, I'd love it. I'd love if we got a clear answer, what these things are in my lifetime. I'm pretty resigned to that not happening. It's, it's been, you know, the entire history of mankind that they've walked beside us and we haven't had a real clear answer yet, but I, you know, it doesn't affect my desire to, you know, pursue the mystery and, and be a part of the mystery. Either. Yeah. So we recently had on uh, Jeff Bellinger, he, he's over in Massachusetts, and, and he's written some books, and he's done some investigations on the Bridgewater Triangle. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he, he said in our interview, and this stood out to me almost more than anything, he says, you have to be okay with not having all your questions answered with, with any of these topics, because you're never going to get them answered. Yeah, I, I And he's like, 100%. you will never get them answered. And he's like, as frustrating as that is that's that's how these things work i agree 100 percent. and i went through a a real period of depression when i realized that at some point you know at some point after i wrote my first book a long period of depression where i just like i'm not it's not going to be me you know i'm not going to figure this out i don't think anybody really is and uh eventually i came out the other side just like well do you still like this stuff do you you still interested in it yeah you know the answer was yes i was like well there you go yeah i i agree and i think that there's so there's so much to it. I, I don't know. Maybe our minds can't handle just right. how complex these things are. And it, it just, could be. you know, it, it, I, I, who knows? Yeah, it, it really could be. It could be these, uh, whatever this is, it's only given us a peep through a, a keyhole, you know? And uh, yep. and uh, I think if, <laughs> if we open the door, you might have one of those kind of Lovecraftian horror things where it's just, it's so big that, you know, our minds just couldn't handle it. I don't yep. know. I don't know. Yep. Well, I, I think these little points of light, these little points of truth that come to people. And I think that's what the great, great thing about 
networking and having these different communities and these different support groups as, as we all pursue truth. We share these experiences, and I think we can find those common ground uh, on these topics and these experiences, and, and we all share that that knowledge with each other, and I think that definitely helps keep everyone collectively, I guess, grounded in that truth that we do know of and and, and hope that we one day, however that however it happens, that we get more truth as, as time goes on. Amen to that. Brett, thanks for sharing your stories. Absolutely. I appreciate you letting me come on and and talk about them. And uh, it was great coming on. Yeah, everybody uh, check out Lost River Legends. And uh, thanks again. Awesome. And you can find Brett at lostriverlegends.com. And of course, wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks to both of our guests, Brett and Joshua, for telling their stories. A reminder, we'll kind of continue this theme with the patron episode this week where we talk again with Nick from the Falians episode. It's a really great discussion, so patrons are in for a treat. Thanks for listening, everybody. Strange Familiars will be back next week. Strange Familiars is a production of Dark Holler Arts, music, books, art, podcasts, and more. DarkHollerArts.com Intro and background music is by Stonebreath. Go to stonebreath.bandcamp.com for more. And if you're on Facebook, go ahead and give our Facebook page a like. It's facebook.com slash strangefamiliars. You can also join the Strange Familiars gathering group there.
steps from drops of blood White lilies grow How to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.